0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nothing Show. Today's episode is going to be Tuesday night NFL rundown week 13. I'm really excited to bring you guys this episode, so let's get right to it. So today I just wanted to I wanted to make this a quick episode because it is of course Tuesday night and the Cowboys and Ravens have began playing about 10 minutes ago. So I want to get through this in about 20 minutes, so it's going to be a little bit of a quick episode, but it will not be lacking content. This was a really exciting week throughout the NFL. We had a bunch of upsets, uh, some crazy, crazy ends to some games, some surprising games. So I, I want, I want to get through five main talking points, some, some big topics. Those are uh, Carson Wentz getting benched for Jalen Hurts, Washington upset over Pittsburgh, Giants upset over Seattle, the Jets blown game, and the Browns playing amazing. So let's get right to it. First up, the Eagles situation. So on Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles traveled to Green Bay to play the Packers, and the Packers were, were were heavy favorites and they showed why. They they basically blew the Eagles out. The score was a little closer than I would consider a blowout, but the Eagles were never really in this game. Carson Wentz was 6 for 15, four sacks, like a, a pick or two. I don't it was it was tough to watch. So so they weren't really in the game. That is until they took Carson Wentz out of the game and said Jalen Hurts go run this offense go do your thing and from the second Jalen Hurts assumed that 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 starting role or I guess just 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 playing and and not getting subbed out after one or two plays like he was previously the the Eagles team really rallied around him Jalen Rager looked like a first round pick Jalen Rager had a very nice catch on I think it was Jalen Hurts's first first pass of of the game and it was, it was a great one. It was, it was Jalen, Jalen, sorry, Jalen Rager ran right down the sideline. It was great ball placement. It was honestly better than, than any play I've seen Carson Wentz make all season. And that was just so much fun to watch to see, to see that Eagles team come together. And I feel bad for Carson Wentz, but at some point you got to go with the best guy available. And Doug Peterson has just named just just a few hours ago. He names Jalen Hurts the starter for this week's game against the Saints. Also, Jalen Rager had a punt return touchdown, which was which was really 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 awesome to see. He just kind of he he actually bobbled the ball first and then he somehow still managed to get the touchdown. So, it was just fun to see the Eagles even though they were out of the game. It was fun to see see the revitalization of that team. So my opinion on it is I think that Jalen Hurts should be the starter, and he is. Uh, earlier in the season, about a month and a half ago, I said that I don't think that they should take Wentz out because of how bad Jalen Hurts looked when he came in. He just didn't really look, not bad, but he didn't look NFL ready. I think that now he's gotten some more experience and I think that this is the right time. So I agree with the call. I think Wentz, he's, I know you're paying him, but you, he's just not performing. In this current state of the NFC East, we're gonna to get to Washington and New York later but it is tech they're, t- they're technically still in it but I would I would count the Eagles and Cowboys out so you just got to see what you've got in Jalen hurts you got to decide whether or not you want to stick with him or if you want to draft another quarterback this off season. so that's about it for the the Eagles situation next up we've got Washington's upset over Pittsburgh this was my game of the week I loved every second of this game because in the obviously, the the Steelers were heavy favorites, heavy, heavy favorites. In Washington, they were playing hard for Ron Rivera. They were well coached. They were wearing their all-white jerseys, which I've heard that they haven't worn in over a decade. I think the last time they they wore them was when Santana Moss was still on the team. So all the players were really hyped up about that. And to me, it seemed like the Washington football team players really knew in their heads that they had a chance to win this and that they they if they fought and played hard they could win. And to me that's a that's a sign of great coaching. And in the first half it didn't go well for Washington, but it didn't go awful. It was it was 14 to 0 at one point. They did have some nice defensive plays. They moved the ball a little bit on offense, but not really. Penalties held them back, but they managed to get a field goal right before the half to bring the score to 14-3 Pittsburgh at halftime. Coming out at the half washington got the ball they on the first two plays of them having the ball they got two penalties so it was like third and 13 cam sims picks up a screen pass runs it for like 20 25 yards and that was the start of the comeback they marched down the field score a touchdown and so then the scores 10 to 7 t- sorry 10 to 14 Pittsburgh scores a field goal, long long story short, you, there's there's some stuff that goes on in between, but Pittsburgh scores a field goal, so then it's 17-10, to 10. Washington scores a touchdown, and then Pittsburgh gets the ball back, they're at about the midfield, maybe the 40-yard line, with about four minutes left, and it gets to fourth and one, and Big Ben throws a pass to McFarland, the rookie running back out of Maryland, and... It goes incomplete. So Washington's got the ball with about four minutes left at around half field. They march down on a third and four. Alex Smith throws a beautiful pass to Cam Sims. It was a one-handed grab. You've probably seen it all over social media, but it was a, it was an amazing catch. This was Cam Sims' breakout game. Had almost 100 yards. Same thing with Logan Thomas. He had a really nice game, at the tight end. But I digress. Washington puts up a field goal there. They... Is they, they give the ball back to Pittsburgh and Montez Sweat tips the pass from Ben Roethlisberger. John Bostic intercepts it in Pittsburgh territory and they finish off the game with a field goal. Final score was 23-17. to 17. And you might be wondering why I started off this game or decided to talk about this game before the Giants game. And it's, it's honestly just because I, I liked it better. I thought it was a more impressive win. And I thought part of the reason it was so impressive was because it was over basically a retaliation win over the Giants, who had just impressively beaten the Seahawks just a couple days before. Just one day before actually. Alex Smith is now three and one this season as the Washington football team starter. He is perfect for that job. He manages the game well. He doesn't turn the ball over, or at least hasn't recently. He, he 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 gets it into the hands of his playmakers. He disperses the ball to basically Pittsburgh completely took away Terry McLaurin. He had two catches on like four or five targets and Alex Smith still gets the ball out to, to other other players of the team. So he, he's he's the perfect veteran to lead that team. He, he actually got cleated uh, right before the half and it, it basically just a bunch of blood down his leg. It, it fortunately was not the leg that he injured in 2018, but it was still a pretty gruesome looking injury. It turns out it wasn't that bad. They just taped it up and he was able to, he was, he was at a hundred percent, but it, it looked pretty bad. So I got scared for a little bit. Uh, if, if you're on social media, you probably saw a photo of that too. So that's about it for that game. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more after we talk about the Giants upset over Seattle. So the Giants went to Seattle and in an ugly game, they handed The Seahawks, their first home loss of the season. And it was honestly a really impressive showing from the Giants. They didn't have to do that much on offense. Cole McCoy was starting for them. Their defense stepped up. Russell Wilson looked, honestly, he looked bad. This is really going to hurt his his chances of winning MVP. He dropped down a few spots in the MVP race. So, you know, some people are starting to say Seattle is is a contender or is a pretender I do not think that I think that they're a legit team but they did for sure struggle but they've got the coaching staff to help write things and pick themselves up so the first place in the NFC East is a tie between Washington and New York New York New York wins that tiebreaker because they beat Washington twice they swept Washington that was before Alex Smith started honestly Washington's a completely different team since then but still that's just the standing so I'm really excited to see how this division plays out the Giants have one more game which they'll probably be favored in and that is against the Cowboys Washington has about maybe I would say one and a half games that they're favored in they, they play the Eagles and they play the Panthers and 49ers. I'd say that they beat the Eagles and probably split one of those, split those teams, uh, the 49ers and Panthers. So yeah, I said I was done with NFC East predictions. I'm dropping it. The last one, I, I'm ready to pick Washington. I hope I don't jinx it, but I think that they've proven that, that they can do it. You know, they just beat what I thought was the best team in the league. They were undefeated. You know, there were a lot of questions about them. But from my perspective, I said until they show that they're not, they're automatically number one because they were they were quite honestly beating every team that they played and they were getting a lot of hate, honestly, and they, st- they are after the loss. I still think that they're probably the, the fourth or fifth best team in the league right now. Like You could argue for third. Uh, I would have them at mm, probably fifth behind uh, Buffalo, Green Bay, New Orleans and Kansas City. So that's that. Definitely some excitement in the NFC East. We're seeing two teams that have elevated themselves and separated themselves from the bottom half of the competition in the division being Dallas and Philadelphia. So I think that those are two teams that that have a chance to win come playoffs. Before, everyone was talking about, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter what team wins because they're just going to automatically lose the first round. I don't think that's the case anymore. We just saw that that is not the case. Next up, We've got the Jets' blown game. Basically, there was less than 20 seconds left. Derek Carr and the Raiders had the ball at around midfield, and the, the game was basically over. I don't want to say it was because obviously it wasn't, but if it weren't for Greg Williams's decision to go cover zero, eight-man blitz, leave everyone one-on-one with... He left a, a, Lamar Jackson, a, a cornerback for the Jets, one-on-one with with Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest players in the league, first round draft pick this year. And that is just, I, I, I'm not a fan of Greg Williams at all. I don't really think that he should be coaching for reasons that I don't really want to get into this episode, but maybe I can another time. And this, for those reasons are have nothing to do with his ability to be an NFL coach. But this just showed me that he is a terrible coach. That is a terrible decision. He did it to look cool. He did it to be cocky. He wanted to show that he can call this big, mean blitz and still win the game on a on a gutsy call and show that he's the big dog around there. He, he wants to be the head coach after Adam Gase left. Terrible decision. I don't think he will ever get a job as a coordinator again. He might, but I don't think he should. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's done after this because I don't see a team hiring him after that. That is terrible. I don't think he's a good locker room guy. I don't want to just keep keep talking about Greg Williams because I can go on for a while about him, but that's terrible. I feel bad for the Raiders players, or sorry, I feel bad for the Jets players. The Raiders players are probably pretty, or they're definitely pretty happy keeping their playoff hopes alive, but, you know, I feel bad for guys like Marcus May, who, quite frankly, are is probably the only guy that's had a great season this year. You've also got Mekhi Becton. Denzel Mims, and Williams, maybe a couple other guys who I'm not thinking of right now. But there are a few guys that are having good seasons there, and I just feel bad for them because they don't want to be a part of a team that's going 0-16, and especially when it's a coach's error that leads to them to lose the game. Marcus May was saying at all all press conference after the game, he said, We're, we'll do our part and we'll, we'll be responsible for our mistakes, but we need help from the coaches. That's just a bad call, and I agree with him. I, I feel so bad for him. I'm glad that he's he's on the last year of his contract. I can't wait for him to get out of New York and go to a team of his choice and get paid. I'm excited to see what team he goes to. Oh, and I don't even think I said it, but but, but Derek Carr threw, it, threw a nice pass along the sideline to Henry Ruggs, where he just kind of burned his corner uh, and, and ran into the end zone with, with like four seconds left. So that's basically what happened. I don't, I don't think I said that in my bed. Now getting into the last topic I said I wanted to get to, I think I'm actually going to add one on, but uh, the Browns playing amazing. They played the Tennessee Titans in Cleveland as the underdogs. I said that the Browns were going to win this game. Go check my Instagram. I'm so proud that I called it. I was one of the few people that had faith in Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett and all those guys, and I was thrilled to see them have an amazing game. First half, they blew him out. They were Donovan Peoples-Jones had a game. Jarvis Landry had a game. Uh, what's that guy's name? The um, oh, I'm blanking on that receiver. Uh, Rashard, Rashard Higgins. He had he had a great game too. It was just so much fun to watch. This is what I expected from the Browns last year. This is what everyone really wanted the Browns to be last year. And it was so much fun to watch. And they did it without Odell Beckham Jr. I think that the Browns need to trade Odell Beckham Jr. this 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 off season they've been better without him unfortunately things just haven't worked out his chemistry with Baker Mayfield isn't quite there when he's on the field Baker Mayfield feels pressured to throw him the ball and things just don't work out he's a good player Odell Beckham Jr but I think that you should ship him off probably for a defensive player and really just make your team better and that'll be a fair trade for the the team that gets Odell Beckham will also benefit. It did kind of get kind of start getting scary in the second half. Tennessee started to come back a little bit. It ended up finishing as a one possession game, but it was kind of some fluky plays in the second half. I think there was a fumble, and you know the Titans had a had a touchdown with about thirty seconds left. And I wouldn't say that the Titans really got that close to winning, but it was a little. You know, like, ooh, are the Browns actually going to blow this? And thankfully, they did not. I think this game is the game, or was the game, that Baker Mayfield proved himself as the Browns quarterback, franchise quarterback of the future. That's that's saying a bit much. Uh It's not over. He needs to continue to play well, get the team to the playoffs. But quite honestly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's not broken right now. So I think that they should stick with him. He had a great game four touchdowns and it was it was honestly it was just so much fun to watch when the browns are good they are fun to watch and finally i said i wanted to add one more topic in and that is going to be josh allen and the buffalo bills they played the 49ers in a game where somehow the 49ers were favored i think it's i heard um that the 49ers were favored because of the bills having a terrible history on on Monday nights, this this century, honestly, they haven't won this century. This was the first win. They blew the 49ers out. Yes, they they did. I'm calling that a blowout. It, the 49ers really weren't competitive, and it was kind of rough to see. I kind of wanted to be wanted it to be a bit more competitive because Raheem Mostert was playing. The 49ers basically got healthy, and except for like George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers they said, all right, we've got our team. We're ready to play now, and try to at least stay competitive and maybe sneak our way into the playoffs. But that ship has sailed. The Bills, Josh Allen passed for four touchdowns, had an 80% completion percentage, passing 40 times, completing 32 of those passes, and passing for 375 yards. It was, an incredi- it was an incredible performance. I posted on my Instagram story that I think Josh Allen is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL right now. He had a ton of doubters going into this season. He has had a ton of doubters this season when he had that little slump against Tennessee and... And the Jets and the 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 Chiefs. He had a little bit of a slump there. I think that this team is going to go twelve and four. I think they'll lose one more game. I've got them beating the the Steelers this this next weekend. But I'm not honestly not that confident in that game. That could go either way. I I, I do think the the Bills will win though. But the the four quarterbacks I have ahead of Josh Allen right now. I would I'm going to use the word objectively. Of course, is not objective, but. The way I see it is these guys are clearly better than Josh Allen right now. Those guys are Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. I think those guys are right now better than than Josh Allen. But the thing is, Josh Allen is only going to get better. hes I don't think Brian Dable is going to get a head coaching job this season. I think if he gets offered, it's going to be to a team like the Jets. And I just—I just I just can't see him taking that job because he's a Buffalo native and I think that I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year and I think that he's going to want to give it one more year to get that chance again he just seems like a loyal guy and you know I'm talking about Brian Dable the Bills offensive coordinator I just don't see him getting a head coaching job this offseason it could happen but I doubt it so we'll see what happens there but what what I'm trying to say is that this whole Buffalo Bills coaching staff which has perfectly developed josh allen is going to stay and remain in buffalo i don't think i can't think of any big players that the bills are going to lose this this offseason except for matt milano who's a really good coverage linebacker who actually would kind of hurt them but they might pay him so we'll see but but the point i'm trying to make is that nothing's going to change in buffalo soon they are going to keep working they're going to keep getting better and i i really like josh allen as a quarterback there were so many questions about him i'm all in on josh allen And also, I I should mention the Bills receivers. They've got a really, really great group there. Brandon Bean has done a nice job in free agency, getting some players, drafting. He's got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, who are both going to be 1,000-yard receivers, John Brown, who might be in 1,000-yard receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, who's a nice jet-sweep, utility kind of guy, and they've got Gabe Davis, uh, a late-round pick, rookie this year who has been really good as a deep threat for them so you know you could say that part of Josh Allen's success has been from has been elevated from the receivers around him and that's true but it's not the reason he's succeeding he's he's developed as a quarterback very nicely he makes good decisions and you you can't take that away from him so ultimately I I don't I don't think that you can discredit him because of the of his receiver group all right so that about does it for the main topics i wanted to get to now i just want to go over my my weekly picks really quick so right now the spoke on this a little bit earlier but the ravens game is going on so i have not looked up the score yet uh i'm about to i just typed it in so i'm i'm gonna say i've got the ravens winning this game so you know that's not really a, a hot take or anything so uh oh the ravens are actually losing 10 to 7 Dallas is winning. It's 12 minutes left in the second quarter. The Ravens do have the ball, so I'm about to go watch this. But really quickly, let's let's get into my the rest of the picks. I think I already picked for that, the game, in, in last week's episode, so that was just kind of a, a little bonus there, I guess. But let's let's run through here real quick. I've got the Patriots versus the Rams. I've got the... Hmm. I'm going to take the Patriots there. Uh, I, I, I like the Rams this year, but they never play well against the Patriots, so they put up three points against them in the Super Bowl. I think that... Bill Belichick's knows how to stop Jared Goff. So I've actually, I'm actually very confident in that pick of the Patriots. Titans versus Jaguars. I'll take the Titans. Vikings versus the Buccaneers. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to take the Bucs because they're coming off of a bye week. I'm sorry to say Minnesota. I hope that Minnesota wins just because, you know, the Bucks are almost... I'm, I'm certain that they're going to make the playoffs. However, I really want Minnesota to instead of the Cardinals because the Cardinals are going to get better next year. They're, they're going to be good for years to come, but I want the Vikings to have their chance right now because I feel like they are more built to win now. So my pick for that is the Bucks. Chiefs versus Dolphins. I've got the Chiefs. That one is, you know, you can never go wrong picking the Chiefs. That's not a slight to the Dolphins. They have been playing well. I like their defense. Xavier Howard is probably playing like the best corner in the NFL right now. Uh, him and Jair Alexander. And also you got to include guys like Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Gilmore. Broncos versus Panthers. That's a toss-up. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I, mm, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the Broncos for sure there. Uh, Texans versus Bear. Oh, well, let me talk about why. I think that the Broncos had a nice outing against the Chiefs and the Panthers. They play close because of they've got good coaching. They've got a, a nice roster, but they don't really have the the star power to really finish off games, so they lose a lot of close games. And I almost feel like that's kind of their goal. They want to develop a, a nice culture that works really hard and ultimately a, a winning culture, but they're also trying to get their rebuilding. So I think they're doing the right thing. I'm going to take the Broncos there. Texans versus Bears. I've got the Texans. I don't think the Bears are going to win very much at all the rest of the season. They ha- have lost, what is it? I think they're five and seven. They started five and one. They've lost six straight. I, had, I, I picked the Lions to beat them, which I was very proud of. They got that right last week. And yeah, I don't I don't see the Bears winning a lot from here on out this season. Cardinals versus Giants. they've got the Cardinals. Uh, if 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 New York didn't beat the Seahawks, that would be a pretty self explanatory pick. But I do feel the need to to delve into it a little deeper. The Cardinals offense is one of the best in the league. Cardinals defense is not great. It's about middle of the pack. I think that that's a good matchup against the Giants. The Giants defense, offense is not good at all uh and with 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 Colt McCoy but they I, I take that back actually they've been all right recently Colt McCoy played played pretty well um I've still got the Cardinals winning that though the Giants the Giants defense should play well though uh I'll give them that I think that the Cardinals offense is going to be too much for them to handle sorry I kind of just repeated myself a bit there so <laughs> let's keep going Cowboys versus Bengals I've got the Cowboys I think that the Bengals won't win another game this season without Joe Burrow Colts versus Raiders, I've got the Colts winning that game. The Raiders have not looked good. They lost to the Falcons at a huge blowout, and they lost to the, they almost lost to the Jets, Uh, you know, except for that amazing play that I just talked about earlier. If it weren't for that, they would have lost. Jets versus Seahawks, Seahawks, don't need to really go into that one. Packers versus Lions, I've got the Packers, don't really need to go into that one. Uh, Falcons versus Chargers, I'm going to take the Falcons. Chargers don't win, they just don't. I don't even need to talk about that one. they just don't win football games. They get they get close sometimes. They got blown out by the Patriots last week though. I, I don't think they're going to win that game. Washington versus the 49ers. I'm tempted to pick Washington here, but you know, I'm kind of rooting for Washington here and cuz I want them to I want that that division race to be as close as possible. However, you know, I just don't see I just don't see them winning. I, I know that the 49ers had a rough week. I think they're going to rebound, but 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 I'm not I'm not too confident on that pick. Quick disclaimer, by the way, I reserve the right to change these picks, and I might do that. Uh, I'll, I, I post my picks on on Instagram every Sunday morning. If you want to check those out, but I will try to stay. I'm, I'm probably going to stay with the picks that I make here. I, I was just just letting you guys know. By the way, my Instagram is pigskin underscore spins. If you want to check it out. Back to the picks: Saints versus Eagles. I will take the Saints there. Jalen Hurts' is first start. Uh, I think that the Eagles will have. a a better game than they've been having recently, and they'll have something to build off of, but they won't be able to compete with the Saints. Steelers versus Bills, I'm taking the Bills. I like the Steelers a lot, but I like the Bills more. Basically, I'm going to leave it at that. And finally, Ravens versus Browns. I have got the Browns. That's not going to be a popular pick, um, especially with how that, that matchup went week one, but the Browns beat the Ravens last year. I think they can do it again. All right, everybody. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Nothing Show. This was once again Tuesday night NFL rundown, Week Thirteen. I appreciate each and every one of you for 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 listening to this podcast, and it just means a lot that you guys spend your some of your time just just listen to me ramble on about football. <laughs> so if you want to support me, please uh, send this send this podcast to a friend or somebody. I would really appreciate that. Just kind of get the podcast to, to more people's ears. And with that, uh, I'm out to watch the Cowboys and Ravens game. So thank you guys so much for listening once again, and I will see, I will, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.